Hello and welcome to Flow Podcast. I'm Josh. I'm J-Log. And we are glad you guys have joined us for another episode. Let's open up in prayer. Holy Father, we just thank you for this day. We just thank you for how you continue just to guide and direct us, Lord, how you work in our lives and just how when things happen that we do not understand, how you are still in control and we see your glory and honor through all of it. I just ask that you be with us now as we come into a time of just answering some questions and just speaking some truth into this world. Just help it not to return void and just help us just to glorify and honor you with our words. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this week has uh, been a little bit of a wild week. Yeah, yeah. uh, For for us both. And (laughs) uh, we typically do our recordings, guys, just so that you know, on a typically on a Monday. Usually on a Monday, yeah. uh, Josh will kind of scan through it if he feels like there's any any add-ons or takeaways that needs to happen. And then he publishes to go live on Tuesday. Yep. Uh, you all will hear this actually today. Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah, uh, I'll get it loaded up. So <laughs> like, it'll be Friday. Hey, last time, I mean, last week when we recorded, you know, we recorded on what was it Wednesday or something mm-hmm. like that. And before you even got out the church campus, I already had it uploaded. You had it uploaded, <laughs> yeah. and I got a text. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Um, which, by the way, guys, we hope that you all were able to listen to the last week's episode. Oh man, it was so good uh, with William, uh, our praise and worship director yeah. here at Mill Creek, and. Just a fun time, I thought. It was, and I'm looking forward to the next one that we have him on. I am too. I've already been joking around with him about <laughs> it, and so yeah, he uh, <laughs> he came up to me Sunday after uh, worship and or after service rather, and he was like, "So let me guess, uh, your podcast is now tanked." <laughs> and so I just laughed with him. I was like, "No, actually, it's probably got the highest ratings out there, William." Yeah. I said, "Everybody loves praise and worship." Oh, and, absolutely. And uh, the stuff that goes into it. So I am pretty hyped about the next one. And so, yeah, like 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 Jason was saying, this week's been a crazy week. Um, we found out Friday uh, that my grandma passed away. And mm. so me and our oldest, we went out to North Carolina, and we are out there until uh, late Tuesday night. We got home really early Wednesday, early, early Wednesday morning, <laughs> you know. And so it's just been a crazy week of slowly getting the your brain back about you and just uh, getting things done. And so... That's why this episode's coming out a little later than usual. But hey, know. it's all in God's timing. That's right. You know, and and that's actually going to end up being one of my messages here soon. Um, and it may even be for our summer thing that we're doing yeah. here. Is uh, I've just it's really been a lot on my heart. God's timing and uh, and everything. And there's a reason and season. Yes. For everything. For everything. And it's and it's usually not when we want it to be. No. Uh, but to stay steadfast and just and, and trust that we have a just God is is what it's really all about, is slowing down and stepping back. So, yeah. you know, whether it's a Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, let's go ahead and count all five days. And, That's right. <laughs> you know, it, what matters is is that uh, we're fulfilling God's will. Oh, absolutely. And doing what we're doing. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. There was a, um, on one of the youth pastor groups I'm a part of, somebody you know, he's a new youth pastor. It's his first time preaching in quote unquote big church, you know? Mm. And so he's like, yeah, message my pastor, see how long I need to preach. And he just responded, there's no time limit. You know, mm-hmm. you preach what God tells you to preach. And that's always been my thing is whatever God lays on your heart, right? you preach it. Who cares if it's 15 minutes or an hour and 15 minutes? That's, you know? exa- that's exactly <laughs> like right. You let you, you preach what God's laid on your heart and say what you need to say and then stop talking. Stop talking and close yep. it out. Yep. So... But with this week being a little bit off off uh, off base, um, yeah. we just kind of was like, you know, what do we want to talk about? What do we want to do? And 
Uh, I talked to Josh yesterday yes, and <laughs> and just to kind of see and let him know, uh, you know, he definitely was, it's all understandable. It's like oh, we yeah. don't record for two days, three days, a week, whatever. I mean, it's with everything that's been going on with you, it's definitely understandable. And uh, we do pass on, you know, our blessings to you and your family, brother. Yeah, um, thank you. And we'll actually talk about this here in a little bit later on. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah, we'll bring we'll, we'll brought back up again. <laughs> um, so I was talking with Josh. I was like, you know, what what do we do? Do you want to? Yeah, let's do. Well, what do you want to be? I don't really have nothing planned. And I'm like, well, let's just throw it out there. Let's get some questions. Let's yeah. answer some questions from from some of the listeners and from some of the people uh, that are fans of the social media pages for Flow Podcast and. Uh, we, we've got a handful of questions here that we want to dive into and along yeah. with probably some just in general comments oh, yeah. of our own yeah, yeah. and topics of our own. And um, Are you ready to kick this thing let's, off? Let's kick this thing off. All right. Let's go with uh, the first question here, which was from Jesus God. It's uh, not, not a loaded question at all then. No, not <laughs> at all. Um, the question that we have from Jesus God is, is when did you become a Christian and why? So if you go back a few episodes, there's, Mm -hmm. you know, my testimony. And so really it was uh, 2001 is when I became a Christian. That first January in 2001 um, is really when my life changed. You know, there's a lot of stuff leading up to it and stuff like that. But that is the day that I made the decision to to follow Christ, you know. And as far as why... um, that's just a loaded question in itself right there. It is. You know, and there's a lot of different ways you could answer that question, you know, because there's, and it all depends on the viewpoint that you view at it from. You know, there's some people say, well, you didn't have a choice, you know, but I don't think that's really the truth of it. Mm-mm. You know, I see in scripture where we have the choice to whether we follow God or not. Um, but really the why for me was I saw what I was missing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about... You know, some people get saved just to have the fire insurance. Well, I don't want to go to hell, so I'm going to get saved. And that wasn't it. It mm-hmm. was I saw the peace and calm in these Christians' lives. I saw the excitement that they had for God. I saw this amazing relationship that they had with God. Mm-hmm. And I realized that's what I was missing. And I was like, that's what I want. I want. Right. And it wasn't coming from a place of like need because I had great friends. I have an amazing parents, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not like I was missing anything, but it wasn't on that level. Right. You know, and there's nothing on earth that can even come close to imitating the relationship with God on the level of it is, you know, with you and God. Right. And so that's, that's the why for me is it wasn't to not get that insurance, not for the insurance. It wasn't for, you know, I wanted to be a better person. It was, I was missing that relationship, mm-hmm. you know, even if I didn't realize what it right. was. Right. I'll give a very cliff, try to give a very cliff, <laughs> cliff version of Remember, of Jason, my... we're keeping this to about 40 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> exactly. And we still have a handful of more questions. But uh, in all reality, guys, for me, it was it was simply... Looking back on it now, of where I'm at now, um, it's so awesome because I see what God was able to do in my life and his mm-hmm. purpose, his purpose. And I want you all to remember that, just that one word, purpose. I didn't have a background of a family going to church. 
I didn't have a background of grandparents being involved with church. Um, God found me, and he literally found me. He spoke to me. I didn't know it was him, though. Mm-hmm. He told me to go to church. And luckily, there was a church in my neighborhood, and that's what he was talking about. So I went, and I continued to stay going. And I got saved when I was 13, I believe it was. And I didn't know what it meant. Saved. Well, my best friend was getting saved. Well, he was rededicating his life to God. And he said, do you want to get saved? Well, that's great. From what? That's literally what my thought was. What am I getting saved from? Hey, you're doing it. You're cool. I'm going to follow in your footsteps. Let's do it. Yeah. And fast forward through the rest of my teen years and getting married and always going to church uh, for the most part, uh, running into a rut of where we went a spell without going, but still loved loved worship, right. still loved hearing sermons. Um, and then coming back here, to where we are now at Mill Creek, um, in September of 2018, God rocked my world. And it took him allowing me to go through some situations in my life to get my attention. Mm-hmm. And then when he got my attention enough to where I could focus on who he was and what it, what is meant by the word salvation and being saved. Yeah. Guys, people, you we, we throw that, that phrase out there way too lightly. We really do. Um, when that morning, and, I, and here's, here's the awesome thing. I knew I was getting closer. Mm-hmm. I knew God had my attention, and I knew he had me focusing in on him. But I also knew that I wasn't there yet. Right. And that Sunday morning in September of 2018, when I come in here, and, man, it was like, and people say, gosh, why do you picture God is so violent? When I say this, I've had that people tell yeah. me this before. You know, it was literally like God smacked me in the mouth. And they're like, oh, why do you picture God is so violent? And so, you know, he did flip the tables over. Right, yeah. Guys. He did <laughs> clear the house, yeah. you know, but we'll go into that later. Uh, I he revealed himself so much to me that morning and that day and I finally realized the prayer that I said so many years ago what it meant what mm-hmm. it was what his purpose was for me I look back at the path that I walked down from that day forward knowing that what a first of all what a gracious God we have because he spared me, I wasn't. Oh, yeah. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't his. I wasn't a child of God at that moment, because I wasn't living for him. I knew him, right? But I didn't know him, right? And it's just so awesome. Uh, that's kind of like a very. I know yeah. it was, even at that it was still long, but that's it. <laughs> well, I like what you talked about looking back at it. Because I think you would probably agree with me on this, is that if you would have asked me the moment after I got saved, well, Josh, why did you do this? There's no way I could have put it into mm-hmm. words. Right. 
but there comes a part of it to where as we mature in our faith, as we get to know more about Christ, where we understand it more. Mm-hmm. I mean, because there's definitely things that happen in our salvation that we're like, I have no idea what just happened there. Or there's times that we live our lives and we're just like, I have no idea what's going on. And then we look back on it and we're like, okay, now I see it. And I think that's part of the salvation too is that you ask the why. Right. And I probably could have gave you a general idea. But nothing that would have been like, here's, you know, but now that I look back on it, it's like, I see exactly now. Here, my why, now that I, I am who I am because of him, and honestly, just saying that, and it's, it's, it's so funny because when I get to talking about my salvation and I get to talking about just what Jesus has done. And the more I've studied, especially here lately, and mm-hmm. let alone just my daily readings and stuff, but my actually in my schoolwork with, with my scripture and the books and stuff, just talking about why. It, it could bring me to tears. Oh, yeah. Just, just because. And um, my why did I choose to do it is because I I simply realized I had no option. I, I for me I had no option. Right. We have an option. We have an option. We have an option. Yeah. But let me tell you this, guys. When when God when you're put in a situation in your life and you're you know of Jesus you try to walk the walk with Jesus. You haven't fully committed to Jesus, but God's got you. Mm-hmm. And then finally, he's pounding on that heart so hard, you either have to be a hard person to keep the door slammed in his face, or you choose to open it. And when you right. open it, hold on to your seat. I, I look at it as, I mean, really escaping from like a burning building. Right. You get to that front door, there's the fire just blazing behind you, and you know there's safety on the outside. You have that option of keeping the door closed. Mm-hmm. Even though you hear the firefighter right. on the other side just pounding on right. the door, you know. I mean, that's, you know, and I don't I want I don't want to, I want you all to understand, guys, that because I don't want, the word does not contradict itself. Right. You have an option. Yeah. For me, I had no option. God had done took me to a place in my life to where either I was going to crumble and completely fall or I was going to listen to him because mm-hmm. he has rocked my world that much and then let him pick me up. And that's where you are, you get stuck in life, guys, is when you are at your weakest or you're going through so much turmoil in your life and you stop and you wonder why the world's doing it to you instead of who is doing it to you and could it be because they're trying to get your attention? Right. Are you going to keep the door shut or are you going to open it and say, thank you for showing me where I need to be. And that's just where I was with that. And that, that's kind of my why. Um, we can move on to the next question yeah. if you'd like, or yeah. we can go on. There's more we could talk about that. But yeah, that might be definitely. Another, another day for another, <laughs> another episode. Another episode. Yeah. All right. We're going to go with Mr. Brian D. Martin. Let's, let's flip the script on uh, church questions All and right. things of that nature. And, oh, Brian, does this one here hit near and dear to my heart? Um, if you live in the state of Kentucky, there is two things that the state is known for, horse racing mm-hmm. and the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. 
And the other is the only team in college basketball, the University of Kentucky Wildcats. I disagree with that. I figured you probably would. (laughs) (laughs) You're a different type of blue, brother. That's right. Um, But, and and speaking honest about it, I am right there with you, Brian. Um, I have no idea... When can, the question is, yeah, guys. So we didn't get the question yet. The question is, see, it ticks me. See, I told you guys, I get, I get so in-depthly involved with this um, as a sport. But it's when is Kentucky going to figure it out? Brian Martin wants to know when Kentucky's going to figure it out. So I'm assuming, uh, based on their record, that that's what he's talking about is Kentucky, University of Kentucky basketball. And if any of you all understand Kentucky basketball, um, we're the end-all, be-all to, to college basketball. When you say college basketball, and the for one of the first names that pops to the top of anybody's mind probably is North Carolina. Is the University <laughs> of <North> Kentucky, <laughs> Kentucky Wildcats, <laughs> um, which, which in all honesty, we're we're right there with the with the people over in what is it, Chapel Hill? Chapel Hill, yeah. Okay, where's which one's Duke? Duke is a Durham. Durham, that's yeah. it. Duke. And that's that's a nasty word yeah, to you Carolina really, yeah, fans, ain't it? Yeah. Well, in honesty, <laughs> it's the I think, same thing for Kentucky. Well, you, you know what's you know what's funny about that is is I've got relatives that live over there and they're big UNC fans, mm-hmm. and they say that we can agree to disagree on a lot, but yeah. we're always going to disagree to hate Duke. <laughs> and and uh, say so at our church in Somerset when they found out I was from North Carolina, part of my and I, I part of my interview question was, so which team do you cheer for? Because they're like, if you cheer for Duke, we don't know if you're going to be able to work here. <laughs> <laughs> That's on your application. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, and honestly, I don't know what's going on with them. I mean, this is a very, very messed up year. I'm going to do like everybody else has about everything else that's happened within the past <laughs> uh, 10, 11 months. It's the virus's fault. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I mean, obviously the answer to this is when they become Carolina is when they'll start having a better season. <laughs> but truthfully, Kentucky has always been a end-of-the-season team. You know, yeah. you, you, even you take last year and two years ago, mm-hmm. the beginning of their season was just terrible, and then they pulled it out by the end. They pulled know? it out by the end. They, and they it's because together. they always have a young team coming in, and it mm-hmm. takes time to work that through. And well, if you, you know. If you stop and look at our team this year, guys, it's – we have one returning player. Right. That's it. One fre- uh, sophomore on the team. And the rest of it is incoming freshmen. Yeah. One of the starters, actually, this should be his senior year in high school. Oh, my goodness. He reclassified. Wow. I, I believe it's uh, Askew is who it is. And so why? Uh, I would say that's probably a good that's, reason. And, and it's always like that. You know, now I, I do see what you're saying with that. Even though we do start out slow, and I would agree with that, we start out slow. Uh, it's kind of like the we're not the horse that comes out and takes the inside right. rail. Uh, we're the ones that kind of stays in the middle. We run a steady race. Um, I will tell you that our wins and losses aren't nothing like what they are right now. Typically, we may right. have lost two or three, uh, or whatever the case may be. But I think it's a lot to do with immaturity. I mean, we've it's, got a lot of young kids and. When especially because you, you take the your freshmen coming in, mm-hmm. they didn't really play last year. No. So you're talking about these kids are coming in with a year of rust. Even if they played, mm-hmm. it's not quite to the level that they're used to playing. No. You know, and so you're talking about that there's just rust there. Even though they're young performance, you know, people, that still plays a lot into you get your normal routine thrown off. It takes time to. It takes time to get everything back together. Yeah. Kentucky. 
another good thing about that school as far as athlete, well, it's a negative in my opinion, but a positive in the athlete's opinion. Um, we service a lot of one and dones. Yeah. You know, and when you're when you're bringing in four and five star recruits, and you're turning them over every year, you have to literally hope that you're getting the lottery, kind of yeah. like in an Anthony Davis type season. Uh, but that season in itself, though, too, we we had a lot of role players mm-hmm. and a lot of sophomores and juniors that helped fill the void. But and all in all, to move on to the next question, uh, Brian, we have a lot of young kids. Josh was right, which I didn't really think about. They didn't really get to play the year before. Yeah. And so they're coming in young, inexperienced, and without a lot of team play when it comes to, like, on a competitive level. Yeah. Now, you may have p- played pickup in the park, but it's nothing like playing yeah. at a collegiate level. So, And they're not North Carolina. And they're not the Tar Heels. Yeah. <laughs> so, wrong blue. Anyway. <laughs> so, All right. I'm sitting here looking at my flag, and I'm like, I need to get it out and just on. put it up right behind Jason. I knew there was a reason that my back, <laughs> my back was to this part of the room. Uh, but let's go ahead. We'll move on to the next question here. Brian, thanks for the question. Also, Jesus God, thank you for your question. Yeah. Let's move on to Miss Annika here. Uh, first of all, let me let me give a shout out to Miss Annika. I know you don't know who I'm talking about, Josh, but she she is one of the most pure souls that I've ever had the privilege of meeting and talking to on the telephone, mm-hmm. as well as in the uh, Bible study on Friday nights. And she has a heart for Jesus like none, none other. Uh, she just is one of those people that when you walk in a room and you just see her presence. You could just tell. I mean, she she lives for Christ, and so I thank you for that, Annika, and I thank you for um, uh, just standing out for Jesus. And her question to, for us, Josh, and I'll let you start out on this if you don't mind. All right. How how you guys are keeping your heart surrendering to the Lord on a moment by moment basis? And this is a it's a loaded question. It's a hard question to answer, and it's different for everybody. I mean, just because I do it one way and Jason does it one way, mm-hmm. and there will be some similarities there, but it's a you've got to figure it out yourself type thing. Um, and speaking of it from like a pastor's point of view, it's something that I have to be very mindful of because of where we live in the nation – Mm-hmm. We're in the quote-unquote Bible Belt. There is some honoring to pastors. I don't want to say pastor worship, but there's some mm-hmm. people that take it that far, you know. Right. And so it becomes this thing of, and there's times where you have to talk about yourself and the things that you've done, and you don't want to sound boastful or bragful about it, but you have to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, the programming and stuff like that. And it's just this reminder that, the way I do it is I'm I'm in the Word, I'm constantly in prayer, and just remember that this is my calling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I love what I do. There's no doubt about it. I, I wouldn't want to do anything else. Right. But it's what I've been called to do. What you've been called to do. You know, it's not what I chose, even though, I mean, I had to answer the calling, you know, but I was called to do this, and I have to remind myself that, that, God's called me to do this, and it's my job to honor Him. Right. You know, I'm I'm His laborer mm-hmm. in the fields, and it's my job to do the good work. Right. And just remember that I'm not the the master here. Mm-hmm. 
you know, even though I'm over the children's and family ministry and stuff like that, it's not my ministry to be over, you know, God's in control. Right. It's not the Josh show, you know? Mm-mm. Um, and when, and, and there's some people who take it to the farthest extreme, you know, well, Josh, I was a good message to say, it's all God. Well, yes, it was all God, but you know, God still used you, but it's that, that fine line of, I don't want to sound, because there's some people who say it and it's like, well, they sound like conceited, conceited, yeah. like they're doing it all the time. Well, right. It's all God, all God. Yes, right. we know that, you know, right. but God's used your talents, you know. And so it's that fine line of, yes, God is ultimately control, but we also mm-hmm. need to learn to just say thank you, you know. Yeah. Well, thank you, you know. Absolutely. Um, and so it's just that that mindset of being connected with God so that you don't cross that line into, mm-hmm. well, everybody should come and do what I tell them to do because it's, I'm the children's pastor, you know. Right. And there's that fine line there of, yeah. 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 Now, you, 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 for the most part, hit, hit it on the head. Um, I'm going to, this, this one's, I'll answer this very simply for me. It's about knowing who you are and who you say you are. Yeah. Um, and if you're saying that you're a Christian and if you're saying that you're a child of God, that means you've answered the call. And that call simply is to live every day, every moment for the most and best that you can of who you are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, to get specifically into her question, she's saying moment by moment, meaning yeah. the acknowledgement of we are all sinners. Yeah. We all still mess up. We don't have the special recipe, Josh. You know. I wish I did. I, I wish I did. <laughs> you know, I mean it helped a lot of people out. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I think to answer what she's talking about there is is when you when that mess up comes, yeah, we know what our role is. We know what our calling is because we've mm-hmm. answered it by saying, at least I have, and I know you have, by saying that we are children of God. We know how we're supposed to live now. Yeah, God gives us this wonderful book called the Bible. It's a, a love story. It's a an instruction book of how He expects us to live and how we're supposed to be, and by continually reading it and continually talking to God uh, in prayer, it it is what helps you in those moment by moment times that you're talking about, Annika, to stay steadfast in your relationship with Him. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're going to be perfect, right. but what it does mean is it it's kind of like God with a fishing pole. He's got you on the hook. If you're His, He He's reeling you in regardless. Are you going to cut the line? Or are you going to let the master talk to you and correct you so that your heart can get right? Yeah. And that's just kind of how I view view it and yeah. how I try to live my life with it. And I, I'm going to piggyback off of you just a second. Sure. Um, but in that moment by moment is knowing when we are the weakest. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know when we are going to be in a state of weakness for temptation and sin and stuff like that and we need to set up guards for when we are in that moment of weakness right it's not like we can go into that moment of weakness and be like all right now i want to set my guards mm-hmm. it's not going to work that way no you got some up beforehand you know when you see an army coming to attack a city it's not like they were like all right the army is at our gates now let's put the gates down now mm-hmm. no they saw them coming and then put the gates down and had their forces ready for the attack that's exactly right and so when we know when we are in a moment of weakness, when we know we're going to be in a moment of temptation, we need to have our guards in place already. So Absolutely. that we can fight that fight, so that we can 
turn to her brother and be like, hey, I need help. I just mm-hmm. need accountability in this moment right now. And I think it's, for me, it it's finding those moments when stuff comes up and God, guys, God is on hand. He's on deck in your heart. He's in the he, he he's at the plate. He's not in the batter's box. And so when you got stuff going on in your life that pops up and happens, the Holy Spirit's there talking to you. The Holy yep. Spirit's there guiding you. It's directing you. It's leading you. It's your flesh that is trying to decide to on how you how it's telling you to act. Mm-hmm. And it's God telling you. You know, it's kind of like the old proverbial cartoon: angel on the right shoulder, yeah. devil on the left shoulder. Which one are you going to listen to? And that is strengthened by who you are in the Word, who you are in your prayer life. So, Annika, I hope that's helped you out a little bit. Yeah. And uh, is you cool to move to the next yep, one? Yeah, let's go. All right. I'm, I'm actually excited to get to kind of to this next <laughs> one here. Uh, just so that you know, the next one, her name is Cassidy. Uh, her uh, TikTok handle is the real Cass B. Uh, she is a good friend of my son's, uh, Tyler's, and she is also a faithful Flow Podcast listener. Oh, awesome. So she texts me periodically. It's such words of encouragement, yeah. guys. I want to bring that up real quick. You know, when you're walking with God and you're fulfilling what he's wanting you to do, not all the time does it feel like rainbows and butterflies, guys. I would say a majority of the time it does not. (laughs) And so when you receive that text out of nowhere, how much it brightens your day. And, you know, Cass, it's been a little bit, maybe two weeks ago or so or three even, I was just chilling around the house doing my thing, you know, and I, I get a text from Cass and she's like, I'm listening, I'm listening to flow and I want you to know it's, it's, it's really good and you're all doing a great job and so on and so forth. And so, so it's, it's just that word of encouragement. And I don't say that just so that me and you can get pats on the back. I say that so that you guys can continue to pour into others that are in the ministry doing whatever it is. I I will just say from a pastor's point of view, we hear more negative stuff than positive stuff. I would say I I would agree with that. Even if you just go to your pastor and not just your head pastor, but all your pastors on staff, and just say, hey, I appreciate what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It means the world. I can only imagine, because I would agree with that, just from the standpoint of seeing you guys in a, just a smidget of what you're doing that I don't even know about. I can understand and agree with where you're at on that. Yeah. Um, but Cass had a question, and if I can pull it back up here... <laughs> uh, I'll kick this one off, and it says, "How do you, how to deal with fear of death in the end times?" Again, how to deal with fear of death and mm-hmm. the end times? Not yeah. those are two right. kind yeah, of separate yeah, questions yeah. here. So, yeah. so part one, I'll jump on and then let you fill in, and then we'll tag team part two or whatever how right. ever how it flows. <laughs> so, how to deal with death? How to deal with the fear of death? Yeah, Cass, I can. I can jump right in there with you um, on that question. And this may be something that I don't think that you even know, Josh. I I look it back and it's it was a I was terrified of death. Very much so. And it's from this it, it's from the typical standard of worldly things, meaning right. my family, my kids, my wife, um, loved ones, nothing else. I could care less about money. I could care less about whatever. Yeah. It, it, it just that. I, but but I had that deep fear inside of is every cold the end? Right. 
is every whatever. I got a cough. Okay, am I dying? Um, and it scared me. It, it, and, it, and, it, and it brought that panic up within me. And how did I deal with that? Uh, at that point in time in my life, I dealt with it like anybody else probably does, I would hope. I prayed a lot about it. What's funny about that whole question now for me looking back at it is God brought me calmness, Mm -hmm. but not completion. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. He brought me calmness because he loves me, not completion because he didn't have me. Right. And now that I am his completely, when I look at death on my end, am I afraid of it? I think anybody that would sit here and say, yay, let me die. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't think that's there. Is the panic, is the is the worry? No. Yeah. God's put a, such a love in my heart and such a peace in my mind that here's the way I think about it now is I don't want to, but don't don't scare don't try to scare me with it. Right. Because at the end of the day, and I when I say don't try to scare me with it, I'm talking about sickness itself. I'm talking about this virus. Right. I'm talking about whatever. Don't try to f- Fear me with death, right? Because that's one that's been conquered. Two, I'm definitely going to be in a better place, right? And and three, I don't have that no more. And 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 let me tell you the difference, and I'll let you jump in here. I hope y'all understood what I said. He calmed it, but he didn't complete it in me, and that's because I didn't know him, and he didn't have me, and. When I became fully his, like everything else in my life, it's not like he picks and chooses what, when you become his, well, Jason, I only want this part of you. I know right. you say, you know, he, he, he fixes everything about you in the way that he wants it. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I'm able to deal with the fear of death. How about you? Yeah. And so I agree with what, a lot of what you say. Um, you know, we talk about death and I look at it as it's it's the next step. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at playing a video game. Eventually, you're going to come to that final level. Right. You know, I mean, death is inevitable. I mean, mm-hmm. unless Christ comes back first, death is a part of life. And, you know, as to say it wise as Elton John, it's the circle of life. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, right. But, and I look at... I mean, talked about my my grandma passed away, and there's no doubt she's in heaven. You know, she was a very godly woman. She was at church all the time until she couldn't be there because of health reasons and stuff like that. And even then, she would listen to tapes and CDs and watch, Mm -hmm. you know, on TV and stuff like that. You know, and so when she breathed her last, you know, there's no doubt she woke up in heaven. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Yes, there's a part that we fear death, but I think it's more of fearing the unknown of how we're going to die mm-hmm. and not the act of death itself. Right. Or fearing of what's going to happen to our loved ones, mm-hmm. you know, left behind. Right. You know, and I think there's a, a lot to that. You know, I used to, I've never been one that's been like terrified of death, mm-hmm. you know, but. It start, I started thinking a lot more of 
what's going to happen when I got married. Mm-hmm. And then a lot more when I started having, when I had kids right. of when I die, what's going to happen to my wife? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen to my kids? And it becomes that calmness of knowing God's in control. You know, whatever happens, God will still, he'll protect my family. You know, mm-hmm. um, I look at my family now and I mean, Ada's too young for it now, but we're, we're already praying, but my family knows God, mm-hmm. you know, it, it won't be the last time I see them when I breathe my last year or right. whatever happens, you know, um, during the funeral, when the pastors talked about how our group that's waiting for us on the other side of heaven is starting to grow more and more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that sort of hit me cause I look at, I mean, now all my grandparents have passed away. Mm-hmm. I've lost some aunts and uncles, you know, um, I'm very lucky to still have my parents and siblings and, you know, but it's like, yeah, that group is, it's, it's growing larger, homecoming. you know, and mm-hmm. there's no doubt that when I get to heaven, I'll be excited to see them, but it's not the end all of heaven, <laughs> you know, right. and when we more excited to see God, then mm-hmm. see them. And, but it's just that calmness of knowing that God is in control. I mean, what I look at. It's sort of a grim thought, but of all the possible ways you could die. And I, I truly believe like drowning would probably be the absolute worst way to die. You know, right. just nothing to be able to, but even that it's like, yes, it'd be terrifying. It'd be painful. It'd be just don't even want to think about it. But as soon mm-hmm. as it's over, it's like heaven, you know, it's like this too shall pass. Right. You know, I've I've been. Th- it's, I didn't even know these questions, by the way, until mm-hmm. I walked in here. Basically, um, yesterday God put on my heart the sa- the same kind of thing, and I tell you why is because it just the the whole virus thing's got has come back. It's got on my mind again a little yeah. bit and stuff. And I was listening to uh, some old hymnals uh, on the on uh, Apple Music and. Mm-hmm. I was just in one of those hymnal type moods, I guess. And um, the song, I Fly Away. I love that song. I love that song. And God spoke to me through that song about this topic because that's what was on my mind when I just started listening to all the different hymnals and stuff. And the second verse to that that comes out and says, just a few more weary days and then I'll fly away. And you need to understand Number one, if you're a child of God, that's that that apply that's that's what applies to you. Mm-hmm. Just a few more weary days and then I'll fly away. Something Gary talks about a lot is and for you who don't know Gary's our pastor, um that phrase just like salvation and being saved and this and the others we're not all children of god i want everybody to understand that just because you hear the phrase child of god i'm a child of god because god you know god created the universe god created all this i'm a child of god you're not promised just because you were born and you know god created the earth that you're a child of god Right. It takes acceptance. It takes understanding and knowing who he is and turning your life around. And so I don't want to go too far down that path. 
Uh, I'm trying to try to stay on on point here with this, but basically the point of what I'm trying to get at on that is is that just a few more weary days and then yeah. I'll fly away. So one of the uh, I've been getting back into Lord of the Rings stuff, and I've mm-hmm. always loved Lord of the Rings, and I listen to a podcast where they're talking about each chapter of the Lord of the Rings as they're reading along, and it, talking of death that made me think of um, this conversation that happens towards the end of the 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 movies um with gandalf and pippin mm-hmm. and pippin says i don't think it would end this way and gandalf says end no the journey doesn't end here death is just another path one that we all may, must take the gray rain curtain of this world rolls back and all turns to silver grass and then you'll see it what gandalf what see what white shores and beyond a far green country under a swift sunrise well, that isn't so bad. No. No, it isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, we have that promise of what's to come. we got that promise of what's to come, which I'm going to kind of throw a curveball in here real quick. I know we probably got to wrap up here. We've been talking <laughs> for 35, 40 minutes. Um, but so I think we know what our next episode will be is questions part two. Questions part two. <laughs> so, okay, so Josh, me and Crystal were sitting there talking last night. Crystal's my wife. And this kind of is a good point to bring this up. It, it kind of triggered my mind. God tells us he he has a place prepared for us, mm-hmm. meaning his children, yeah, those that are saved. And he talks about streets of gold, and he talks about your place and, mm-hmm. and heaven and this, that, and the other. Can we take a, like maybe two minutes? And that's very hard <laughs> <laughs> to do, but to to elaborate on why and how... God's got it all figured out for those that are his. Yeah. And kind of bounces off what you was just reading. And now I've never really got into the Lord of the Rings or really watched our stuff. But yeah. that was a beautiful way to take something that is of the world, I guess you could say, or yeah. a movie or whatever, and bounce it back into this because that was an awesome yeah. end uh, of what you just read. But what what what's your to the listeners out there about What's planned for us? Because it kind of bounces off her end of times thing. Yeah. And I mean, and we talk about heaven, and really the Bible goes into more detail about hell than it does heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know a lot about it. The things that we do know of heaven is that there will be a solid street of gold. Um, we know that there's God's preparing mansions for us, and it's not a mansion in the way that we think of the American mansion, but it's basically adding rooms onto an existing household of what the biblical times would be for like a, a bridegroom, you know, he had to build the house for him and his, his bride before they could get married. And it's this mansion of adding on to the father's complex type thing. Mm-hmm. And that's where the mansion that's talking about. So we're not going to have like our own individual pads and be like, Hey, hey you, you come know, over. Yeah. You know, pimp my ride type thing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> And so yeah. we know that we know that the the gates of heaven will be just a solid pearl, pearl, giant pearl, and the walls are made of all types of gems and stuff like that. But all of this beauty is just in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, the other things to know about heaven is that there's no sickness, no sadness, no death. Um, there's no light because God gives off light. Mm-hmm. Like there's no sun, no moon, no stars. You know, and that's just a crazy thing to think about it is i mean how many times do we walk into a room and the first thing we do is we turn on the lights turn on the lights but we're not going to do that no because it says it says there is no darkness right um we know that there will be the the feast of the lamb 
You know, we know that the book of life is there. Mm-hmm. We know that there'll be the, the great judgment at some point in time where we will have to answer to our everything we've ever done in our life. And yet God will, or Jesus will step in and be like, well, I've got them covered, you know. Um, but as far as heaven goes, we don't know a lot. We know we'll have a perfect body. We'll have a mm-hmm. perfect mind. But what that means, we have no idea. Have no idea. Um, we know that there'll be tons of worship. You know, mm-hmm. we'll be bowing down and worshiping God. And it'll be eternity, you know, outside of time itself. But it's one of those things that we just... Right. We don't know what we'll be doing day in, day out. We don't know. We just don't know. <laughs> you know? No. And, and that's, that's, that's definitely something I want to make a podcast episode on. Yeah. If, if we can, that's going to take some studying and right. some, I'll take, yeah. that's going to take some studying <laughs> and some, and some, and maybe even that's a, 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 an episode we can bring maybe somebody in on, yeah. you know, um, without saying names or anything and committing yeah. people. But, um, <laughs> but Cass, we hope that that was, and Cass, we'll get to the second part of your question on the next episode. Yeah, because we'll have to go back to we'll go to questions part two episode, and yeah. we'll finish with that, um, guys. As well as the rest of the questions on here, we want you to know that we're not going to forget about you. Nope. We'll uh, get them next time. We will get them on the next episode. We try to keep these to a minimum. I think yeah. we're at the fifty-five minute mark, probably we're at forty-five minutes and eleven seconds. Forty-five. Okay, forty-five <laughs> minutes and eleven seconds. We try to keep it forty-five minutes, guys, just because. Anything longer than that, I don't know yeah. that we got your attention. One and two, we try to respect your time. Yeah. But uh, for all of our listeners out there, guys, we thank you so much for for listening to us. I hope in some way that you are impacted through the words that God puts in our mouths to say and yeah. the topics that that we pray about that He gives us to talk about. Um, understand, it's not us. We're nothing special. We're just the messengers of the yeah. King, and uh, we just trying to follow his will the best that we can yep so let's go ahead and close out in prayer and and uh in this episode so heavenly father lord i thank you for today uh what an awesome episode god uh what an awesome opportunity of something that wasn't planned something that wasn't even thought about uh in a matter of a phone call in probably 20 seconds god this came about and through it god i pray that the listeners would get their questions answered. I pray that their hearts would be moved. I pray that, God, those that are struggling with temptation and sin, Lord, that you would uh, keep pounding on their hearts and, more importantly, allow them to be attentive enough to answer the door of their heart to understand what you want for their life. I pray that you bring peace and health among all the people, Father, that whether they're listening or just the people in the world. And, uh, Father God, I pray that more than anything, God, you would just show yourself like never before through your children. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you guys. If you have any questions or comments or anything you want us to talk about, you can hit us up at flowpodcast.org. There's a section down there at the bottom to be able to uh, sign up or not sign up, but send us questions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, definitely go up there and check out our, our merch also. Um and see all the cool shirts and stuff like that that we have. And, uh, yeah. That's it. That's it. So sound us off. Well, for this episode, I'm Josh. I'm J-Log. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check out flowpodcast.org to send in your questions or topics and get your official Flow merch. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok to get your faith life and off-the-wall fix during the week. Till next time, and remember to go with the flow.